if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And good morning to you. We appreciate you joining us on AM 1420. The answer is we get rolling at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 14th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2020. Coming up in about a half an hour, now nah, about 40 minutes. Take that back. 40 minutes. Congressman Jim Jordan will join us for his regular Monday visit. He is not in D.C., though. Working on Capitol Hill. He is not in his district right now, Ohio's 4th Congressional District, working for his constituents. He is in Georgia, where he is doing what we all must do. Fight every way that we know how to encourage encourage Georgia voters to save our republic. Early voting in the Georgia Senate runoffs starts today. David Perdue and Kelly Leffler currently hold the two Senate seats from Georgia. Both are Republicans. Both give us a very, very slim majority in the Senate. If either one, and God forbid, both of them were to lose, we would be in extraordinary jeopardy if Reverend or Pastor Raphael Warnock, the straight-up lunatic racist nut, ends up with one of those seats? If John Ossoff ends up with one of those seats, we are in extraordinary danger. I don't normally shout my radio show. I like to talk to you, but I'm shouting a little bit right now because of the importance that I want to place on this. We all must do what we can today and for the next 22 days. We are all Georgians. We are all residents and citizens of the peach tree state. We must support our Republican senators from Georgia. We know they're going to cheat. We know that Stacey Abrams is going to do everything that she can, along with other liberal, Democrat, demon rat cheaters in that state. We know they cheated to steal the state from Donald Trump in the presidential election. 
We know they're going to do what Democrats do because it's what Democrats always do. And we have to win anyway. I know there is a temptation among some to say, you know what, if our Republican governor won't stop them, then the hell with them. If Governor Brian Kemp, who received a massive endorsement from President Trump and won that election narrowly over Stacey Abrams, won't do something to make sure that the cheating is stopped? If the Republican Secretary of State down there, Raffensperger, will do nothing to stop the cheating, then the Republicans don't deserve our support down there. They don't deserve our votes. We'll sit it out. That's what a lot of people have told Georgia voters to do. I cannot understate, or rather, I strike that, I I cannot overstate, and perhaps I cannot underscore this darkly enough to say those people are morons all of them to punish the entire country because of your anger at a couple of georgia republicans is just out and out stupidity If Georgia is lost, what did Chuck Schumer say he and they would do? He said, first, we take Georgia, then we change America. Change America. He didn't stutter, and and, and he, and he, and he wasn't kidding. He meant every word of it. All of America will be punished by single-party rule. All of America will suffer the consequences. The Republic will be lost if they have the House and the Senate and Biden-Harris or Harris-Biden in the Oval Office. They will change this country from what it was, a constitutional republic rooted in liberty, And it will become something unrecognizable. They hate this country. And I'm not saying that just, you know, to pop off at the mouth. Everybody says the other side hates America. You got to understand me. This isn't just talk. They hate the national anthem. Liberal Democrats support the the banning of the national anthem and the flag. Liberal Democrats tell you they hate America because they say they want to change America. You don't change things you like. I've never sat down to have a, you know, a porterhouse steak and really enjoyed it and said, I need to change this. I need to dump a bunch of gunk on it and change it because I, I like it too much the way it is. Nobody does that. If you like it, you keep it the way that it is. And that may be a silly analogy, and I'm sure it is. I've made the analogy before to your your spouse or your girlfriend, if you're a man, whatever. Nobody says, "Will you marry me?" to their to their their girlfriend. No man says, "Will you marry me?" And then they say yes, and they say yeah, that's great. And once we get married, I'm going to change you into something I like better. Well, that's, that's exactly what liberal Democrats say about America. 
That is exactly. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. Barack Obama said, I'm going to fundamentally transform America. Chuck Schumer says, I want to change. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. I don't want to change something that I love. And that's what they're going to do if they win Georgia. I wish it was, you know, it was more complicated than that. I wish there was some nuance I could offer. It's not. There is no nuance. You either hold the Senate and keep the firewall that stops Nancy Pelosi from enacting every socialist dream she's ever had, and AOC and Bernie and Kamala. We either hold the Senate or we lose it all. And if we lose it all, what then? What then if we do not hold the state of Georgia, and I'm focusing on this to start because, again, early voting starts in Georgia today. There are 17 more days left in December. Then on January 5th, it's the official election runoff. That's 22 days by my count. We have 22 days that are going to determine the future of this country. Not an overstatement. Did you donate to a congressional candidate this year? You in a position to be able to donate money? Not a lot of people are. Five bucks, ten bucks, hundred bucks. Did you donate to President Trump's campaign? Listen to what I'm telling you. We can't vote in Georgia because we're Ohioans. But we have to support the voting in Georgia of Republicans. And we have to get the message out there. And so if you donated 5 or $10 or $25 to the Trump campaign or to your congressional candidate or whatever, can I please beg you to send a dollar or two or 10 or what you can to the uh, campaigns of Leffler and Purdue? 22 days will decide the future of this country. And again, if we lose, if we fail, it is all over. It is all over. Lieutenant Colonel, and I beg your pardon, not Lieutenant, just Colonel. Colonel Allen West is retired U.S. Army. He is a former um, congressman from uh, Florida. But like many, he relocated to Texas, where even though Texas is still facing some of its own challenges, it is widely regarded to be a place where the Constitution and liberty and, quite frankly, conservative principles still apply, right? Lieutenant Colonel Allen West is now the Texas Republican Party chairman. All right? That's a big deal. He's in charge of the GOP in Texas. Well, on Saturday... After we learned that the Supreme Court of the United States had declined to hear uh, the case of Texas joined by 17 other states against the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, Lieutenant Colonel West, speaking on behalf of the Georgia Republican Party again, Lieutenant Colonel West issued a statement. And that statement read, in part, hold on a second, it's coming up. I want to give it, I want to give it the exact quote. 
Colonel West's statement said, in part, and I'm giving you basically the part I want to give you, rather, is uh, the very last line, in which he says, come on, refresh, please, screen. All right, I guess I can't give you the line verbatim because I'm having a glitch. Happens all the time. Sorry. I'll paraphrase it. What he said was, if, is if those states are not going to abide by the Constitution of the United States, then perhaps we should form a new union of states that will abide by the Constitution. That is code for secession. Perhaps, he said, if they will not abide by the Constitution, we should form a union of states that believe in the Constitution. Is he calling for secession? I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let him explain that in his answer on Fox News. Adding states. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. When you talk about what is happening here, we need to have states that honor our Constitution. And I know a lot of people are throwing out this secession word. I never said anything about secession. I talked about law-abiding states. I talked about them forming a union, an alliance, because uh, they're the ones that are abiding by our rule of law. If anyone is out there seceding from the United States of America, it's the states that are violating our rule of law. Colonel West is the first public figure who is not a media member to suggest such a thing. Other hosts, national hosts, have have whispered the word secession. Local hosts, including yours truly, have whispered the word secession. Not advocating for it or calling for it, but suggesting that it's going to happen. If we lose Georgia, which is the Senate firewall, and they pack the courts, if they add states, if they eliminate the legislative filibuster, if they make 11 to 22 million illegal aliens citizens, we will never win another election. We will never win control of the House or the Senate, nor the presidency. We will be doomed to watching our great republic fold and replaced by a socialist system. The same kind of socialist system that has failed in every single place on earth that it has been tried. Do you understand that? So some of us have predicted, not called for, but just predicted that some state is going to make a move to secede. Maybe a group of states. And it begged the question. Now, we just whispered that. I said, do you think that's going to happen? I said, yes, I do. Not advocating for it. But I will tell you this. If we lose in Georgia... If the Senate does go Democrat, if they are able to do everything that I just laid out, our republic is gone. And if Texas and Allen West are right, and they want to create a union that is dedicated to our existing Constitution, and not the socialist principles that Kamala and crew will put this country under under heel of government if that happens I'm buying cowboy boots how about you 
216-901-0945-888-281-1110. I want to hear from you. I've got Jim Jordan on today, and that's it. Just Jim Jordan. So plenty of time for you to call and be a part of our conversation. A lot to discuss this morning. Nothing more important than the stand in Georgia that must be taken beginning today. Back after this. like to discuss these issues with you and I like to present my case to you and I like to discuss the you know the topics in a calm and reasonable tone sometimes you have to shout right now I'm a little bit of shouting my show because I cannot again overstate how important Georgia is uh, I also cannot uh, you know uh, state enough that they're gonna cheat and we have to beat them anyway it's just that I mean really it's just that simple Brian Kemp won't do enough to stop it. Raffensperger won't either, and we have to win anyway. They have to overwhelm them with voters down there, and that means encouraging Georgia. Let me give you a couple of ideas. Number one, I mentioned donating money to the campaigns for Leffler and Purdue to get that message out down there. President Trump went down there, not this past Saturday, but last Saturday, and, and gave a huge speech telling Georgians, we need you. Don't let my... Uh, elect, election experience here in Georgia, in which it was stolen from me, stop you from going out there and and giving these victories to to Purdue and Leffler. Don't reward the Democrats for their deception, for their thievery. So in addition to donating money, here's something else you can do. I love the fact that you listen to us. Now it's time to find Georgia radio stations. Find Georgia radio stations and call Georgia radio hosts and encourage all Georgia voters to get out there and to to campaign, to volunteer, to donate, and most importantly, to vote, to get their friends to vote, to get everybody to vote. Let no one stay home thinking, well, they didn't fix it, so the heck with it, I'm not voting. Not going to count anyway. No. Talk sense into our Georgia friends. Call their shows. Call their and talk to the people. Talk to the voters there. We can't vote here for Georgia in a Georgia election, but doggone it, we can influence what they are doing because we are all on the same side. Bob is in Middleburg Heights on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Bob. Go ahead. Good morning, Rob. Uh, I'm concerned. Robert Robert in Middleburg Heights. I'm concerned. What's going to happen four years from now? Bob, I'm going to put you on hold because we've got a static-filled line there. Not sure exactly what happened, uh, but we'll try to get you on uh, uh, next next segment. As a matter of fact, I don't want to take the next caller either because I love Tanya in Akron, and uh, she can't be hemmed in by 45 seconds of audio time. She's got to have more time. So I'm going to take Bob and Tanya on the flip side if the phones are bringing you up. Uh, we'll answer those. We'll get you up on the flip side again. we got Jim Jordan coming up at 948. Uh, other than that, I just want to hear from you. And by the way, let me lay out the other three major topics of the day. Georgia's number one. Number two is the Pfizer trucks are rolling. They're loaded up with the first approved vaccine for COVID-19, and they're rolling all across America. When they arrive in your town and are made available to you, are you 
rolling up your sleeve. How do you feel about that? Number one. Number two, our next topic is the Electoral College will be actually casting their votes today for Joe Biden as the President of the United States. The results are due, uh, or the certified uh, results have to be given to the Senate by or on December 23rd, and then everything is certified on January 6th. Time is running out for any Trump challenges that may remain. And then lastly, the challenges are pretty much over anyway. The Supreme Court would not hear the Texas lawsuit, and we need to talk about why. So all of those things are on the table. I want to hear from you right after the news, AM 1420, The Answer. Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, I said I'm going to go to phone calls, uh, and I am, but just real quick, things change when you hear things that, well, that need that demand a response. This is one of those things. In the bottom of the hour newscast that you just heard here on AM 1420, The Answer, you heard and I heard one of the most absurd things ever. But at the same time as as it is being absurd, it is underscoring what I and people like me have been saying about mask mandates, face coverings, face cloths, or whatever. Since the beginning of this mess, I wonder if Mike DeWine was listening to this newscast or this messaging from the hospitals. Listen to once again to what we just had in our newscast. Patients and visitors at Western Reserve Hospital in Cuyahoga Falls will need to take heed of a new policy. Beginning today, the use of cloth masks and gaiters are prohibited. Patients and visitors must wear isolation or surgical masks at the hospital and at off-site clinical locations. Western Reserve says that it will make masks available at facility entrances. In a statement, the healthcare provider says that cloth masks and alternative face coverings may be fine for use in the general public, but in a healthcare <laughs> setting, a well-fitted clean mask is in keeping with proper covid protocols in other words what that high i guess it was just one hospital not hospitals plural but what western what was it called western reserve health center uh, no i thought it said oh, oh you know i missed the word case it just said western reserve i thought i heard western reserve in Cuyahoga falls anyway it doesn't matter here's the point this hospital just said what i have been saying forever Mask mandates are pointless because they don't work. They don't stop the virus. And now you just heard this hospital say the same thing, particularly because what the vast majority of the public wears to, quote, cover their face is cloth masks. I mean, seriously, how many people do you see with the N95 masks? How many of them do you see actually wearing surgical masks and wearing them correctly? Next to none of them. That's why a mask mandate just saying put something over your face is all about psyops. It's a psychological operation to get you used to it, and that's it. It doesn't have a health benefit. And when you hear them say, you know, cloth masks and cloth gaiters are fine in the general public. They just don't work in the hospital. They're trying to tell you that the COVID-19 virus that's outside the hospital is different than the one inside the hospital. I call BS. It's the same virus everywhere. 
And what they are saying is cloth masks, which is what the vast majority of the population uses, do not stop it. They just don't. And we've known this anyway. But yet they want to tell you, don your cape, don your mask. All you have to do is cover your face, cover your face, cover your face. Baloney. That's why I won't do it. That's why so many of us won't do it. We know this is a PSYOP rather than an actual health order. Tanya in Akron, I mentioned you were next, and you are indeed. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Bob. You're on the road this morning. Congratulations to your son. Go Ball State. Ah, uh, um, thank you. Two days away from signing day. We're so excited. Uh, yeah, I heard that when I was driving in just now, and I'm like, finally, if you know anything about, if I'm not mistaken, Rest and Reserve Hospital is founded by doctors. <laughs> okay. Yes. So they can make those changes, and it makes all the sense in the world. So, again, congratulations to Doc following the science, okay, in hospitals. Amen. So that was so fun. Uh, as for um, the uh, secession, I, the, I like the idea, but I was sitting down talking to someone yesterday uh, and trying to figure out what state. I would want to secede with. And one of them is not the state of Ohio. Okay. Uh, and well, just, I, will, I will tell you this, though, Tanya. Hold on a second. If the state of Ohio joined a coalition of states that wanted to secede, and by seceding, and you heard what the way Alan West phrased it, he said, we wouldn't be the ones seceding. We would be the ones continuing under current U.S. constitutional law. It's the other states that won't abide by it that would essentially be the ones seceding because they're destroying the Constitution. So if we are on the side of states that forms its coalition or union, if you will, that is under um, constitutional law, and we are going to abide by that, I would be fine to stay right here. But if Ohio doesn't pledge to do that, if Ohio uh, becomes, you know, as it's led right now by by a lot of rhinos in in the General Assembly and certainly in the gubernatorial mansion, if the if the state of Ohio is not going to follow the lead of Texas and other states that are going to make sure that the Constitution is is upheld, then that's when I buy cowboy cowboy boots. That's when I head uh, head down to uh, deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, I, I agree because I think that you know. We need to support Georgia, but I've been listening to Georgia radio and some of the uh, podcasters from down there, and they've been saying for years, Georgia has picked the weakest candidate forever. They're worse than Ohio, and that, that's why they're losing. But we have to, we, no matter how weak they are, they are better than, the, uh, than any of the Democrat candidates because they are going to the bottom of the barrel. So we definitely need to support that. But we also have to come no back to realize we have to go back and understand our history because our kids don't know it. And if we did anything, we'll, you know, your, your calling is we're one generation from losing it. We are in that generation. And if we don't do more than just we have to vote, we have to change the way we're educating our children, we have to way we spend our money because, these these tech these tech companies they're rich because they did create something they're co-creators but they are they didn't create it like the steel mills were created okay it doesn't take as many of them and they have more power than ever over us 
and we have to we have to start right. creating we have to start creating not only production of what we use we have to create production of what they use so we can have just as much control over them as they have over us they have education they have media and they have technology okay we need to get that back and if it means going in there and taking it over by legal force or recreating something that's better and more popular we need to do that and we need to slowly you know diet from their platform because when the money dries up we they're going to take our 401k they're going to take they don't have any money the big guys have money but the ones that are voting for these institutions you know they don't have money they're looking to take our hard earned money so you better hide it under your mattress because they're coming after it sooner than later i could um, I tell you Mary what, Christmas. Tanya, I could not do, I could not agree with you more. No, you're you're spot on, and this is why. And thank you for your phone call. This is why I didn't want to take Tanya before the bottom of the hour because I knew she'd have a lot of very good stuff to get to, and she did indeed. I'm going to take our time out here though a little bit early because I like to clear the decks when I have so I have room for Congressman Jim Jordan, who is literally walking the walk, not talking the talk. He's down there in Georgia right now, helping in any way and every way that he can to save this country. We'll talk to him next on AM Okay, 948, as promised now, let's, uh, let's not go to Capitol Hill to talk to Jim Jordan. Let's not go into his district, Ohio's 4th Congressional District, because he's in neither place. Jim Jordan is putting the rubber to the road. He is talking the talk and now walking the walk. He's in Georgia, where he is working to help coordinate efforts to save our republic. I am not being hyperbolic when I say that, literally to save our republic. If we don't save Georgia, we lose the country. It is just that simple. Chuck Schumer made that very, very clear. And again, sometimes when people tell you who they are and what they believe, you better believe them. Now we change Georgia, and then we change America. They want to change America because they don't like America. Jim Jordan does, and that's why he's fighting to save it. Congressman, good morning. Thank you for the time. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. The, the, the left thinks America is bad. We know America is good. Um, you know, we're not perfect, but we're the greatest nation ever, and it's worth preserving. And so this, this election is just as you framed it, just as Chuck Schumer framed it. Uh, if we can win Georgia, we save America, and we save the institutions, the values, the principles that I think, as I said, have made us just this special place, this greatest country in history. So that's what's at stake, and we got two good Senate candidates, and we've done a number of events, and we're getting good energy and good crowds, and so uh, I feel pretty good about it. You know, um, a lot of people are saying that, it's certainly great to have you there, and it's certainly great that President Trump went down there to rally for Purdue and Leffler, and there's a lot of great energy. But it would be a heck of a lot better if we had Brian Kemp on our side and if we had Raffensperger, the, uh, uh, the Secretary of State, on our side. Are the Republicans in the state of Georgia doing enough to support the two Republican senators in the state of Georgia? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Uh, like I said, I've done five events over the last two days. We've got two more today. Um, good crowd. I mean, yeah, we had a good crowd last night at an, at an event. You're, you're talking a Sunday night. It was a beautiful day here in, in Georgia. Uh, the sun was out. It was 50-some degrees two weeks before Christmas, and yet you got people coming out to a political event uh, at some, some barbecue restaurant. So, um, you know, I do think uh, people understand what's at stake. I told the group, I said, look, if, if Democrats get control of the government, they're going to take everything from it. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna take your police. They're going to take your money in the form of taxes. They're going to take your guns. They're going to take your private health insurance. They're going to take your plastic drinking straws. They're going to take your freedom. And, and I think Georgians get it. Americans get it. And they know how important this race is. So I, I do think Republicans are coming together. I, I'm like you. I've been disappointed in, in the governor down here, why he wouldn't call a special session and let, let, let his, his state legislature debate and discuss and have hearings on, on the election. Uh, shocks me. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. So, uh, But I do think, as I said, Georgians get it and Americans get it, and they know what's at stake. Congressman, I may have asked you this uh, last week or not. I don't recall when I heard Speaker Gingrich, former Speaker Gingrich, say this. Um, he said the key to winning in Georgia is enough Republican turnout to cancel out the vote Stacey Abrams is able to steal. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, he said that directly on live television. He didn't sugarcoat it, and he, he shouldn't. I think he's right. They're going to try to steal. They're going to lie. They're going to cheat. They're going to steal every single way they can, starting today with mail-in voting uh, and early voting. Yep. Uh, and going all the way through, now we've got 22 days to decide the future of this republic. What is your opinion as to the um, uh, ability to do that, to to get enough legal votes and enough of an overall? I feel like this is the same thing as the presidential election. We cannot win a close election because they'll steal enough to win. But if it's overwhelming, then we yeah. can even stop Stacey Abrams and the machine down there from stealing this election. Crystal ball it for me, Congressman Jim Jordan. Well, Are we going to no, get this done? Yeah, we are, and and again, sometimes you got to beat the referee. I mean, look, my background's in wrestling, and there's sometimes you go wrestle, particularly, you know, you go wrestle in, in, in uh, big big dual meets, and you wrestle in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. You're not going to get a fair shake from the ref. Uh, you, you wrestle in Iowa City; it's just going to be tougher. So sometimes you got to you just you got to really wrestle well, and 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 we got to do that in this election. We're going to have to run a great election. We're going to have to have even more people there when they're counting votes, overseeing what they're doing, not let them kick you out of the room, not let them do certain things that they were that they did in some of these these key states around the country, the swing states uh, a, a month and a half ago. So um, we got to focus on all that and, and have the people there and turn out our votes and, and put it to bed and show show the country we get what's at stake. And and I think we're going to. Uh, that's why we're down here, though, making sure that we're, uh, we're we're doing everything we can to turn out our people. I, I was doing the uh, Hugh Hewitt show this morning, and somebody told me uh, with good authority, or at least they sounded like they had good authority, maybe you can confirm or not, that there were roughly 1,400 poll watchers for in Georgia for the actual presidential election on November 3rd, and that there are over 4,000 committed to being there for this runoff election, which would certainly boost my confidence level. Can you yeah. confirm that? Is I, that accurate? I don't know for sure, but I, I do know that's the sentiment. We want more people here to watch the polls. We want to do everything we can to turn out Republican voters. Um and make sure that 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 the the count is done in a fair and 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 and, and done with integrity. That's all, that's all, all we want in American elections. And frankly, if we if it's done the right way, it's done fair, and we lose, okay, well we'll we'll figure that out. We'll we'll regroup and come back to the next election. But when it's not done that way, uh, that's what bothers uh, so many people, and rightfully so. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Congressman, there's some other things that I want to ask you about this morning. Um, the Pfizer trucks are on the road. They're literally rolling out Operation Warp Speed, did exactly what President Trump said it would do. It somehow managed to produce, test, uh, uh, and, and, and mass, mass manufacture yeah. and distribute uh, a vaccination for COVID-19 by the end of the year. He, he, of course, was mocked for that and told, no way, you're just trying to cover your A. You're trying to you know, cover up for your failure to stop the virus by saying that this is going to be done faster than it can be. Well, here it is. Now, I, I, look. I don't know how many people are going to want to take it. I think less than 50% of Americans polled said they want to take the virus. But the fact that they have the choice is a monumental accomplishment and maybe the crowning jewel of Donald Trump's presidency. Yeah, and one more more thing, one more issue, one more more objective that he said he would do and did it. I mean, this is is why I think he's the greatest president of our lifetime. I mean, you know, so many things he told us he was going to do and then he did it. I mean, I mean we, we've done this list uh, countless times, but he said he cut taxes, he did. Said he cut uh, regulations, he did. Said we'd have a, a growing economy, we did. And it's roaring back even after, uh, as we're dealing with, with COVID. Said he'd put, produce his back vaccine at a record time, and he did. Said he'd get out of the uh, Iran deal, and he did. Said he'd put the embassy in Jerusalem, and he did. Said he'd do a new NAFTA agreement, and he did. Said he'd bring peace to the Middle East. Abraham Accords, the Morocco agreement last week. You can just keep going down the list. And, and all that he accomplished. And then gets 11 million more votes. We're back to this issue. Gets 11 million more votes and somehow doesn't win. Wins wins Ohio by eight, Iowa by eight, Florida by three. Somehow doesn't win. Wins 19 of the 20 uh, bellwether counties around the country and somehow doesn't win. Increases his vote with Hispanic Americans, African Americans, and somehow doesn't win. Joe Biden, who, who, who would have an event, have six circles and get five people to show up, uh, gets 80 million votes. Like That's what's bothering Americans because you had a guy who did everything he said he would do, including Operation Warp Speed and somehow comes up short and no one buys it and that's why no. that's why almost 60 million people it's over a third of our electorate thinks this thing is not fair and i i would i would argue rightfully so and that's why i'm forgetting to the bottom of it all the way through january 6th if we have to have a debate on the house floor we should do it Congressman, I'll come back to that again. I'm, I'm with you, and I know exactly what you're talking about and how many million of Americans gr- agree with you on that. But, but just to stay on the vaccine for a second, yeah. um, according to the CDC and I believe the FDA, uh, I know the FDA had to approve this, obviously, but according to the CDC, they believe they can distribute 100 million doses uh, by the end of February, which again would be mm-hmm. remarkable. That's about one third of the U.S. population. If you add a million or a hundred million vaccinated people to the number of people who have already been exposed to the virus and have built up the antibodies and have their yep. natural vaccination, uh, which is what our immune systems provide, we could sure. reach herd immunity by about that time. Yeah. Are you encouraging, Congressman, my question to you is, are you encouraging people to take that vaccine in the effort to do that? Or um, are you concerned, like some are, that, you know, we don't know what the long-term side effects of a vaccination like this are? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I I think the people who get the vaccine now should be the ones who are most vulnerable. Uh, So we're talking Mm -hmm. frontline healthcare workers. We're talking people in nursing home environments. We're talking elderly Americans who have underlying health concerns. That's where this focus should be, and it should be an individual choice. This is America, after all. So I, I think I think we're 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 uh, what the president's done is amazing. We have this this vaccine available, and let's make sure that people who need it, people who want it, and people who are most vulnerable, 
get access to the vaccine and they get and they're the first in line. And and you're right. I do think we're gonna we're gonna get to a point where we can get back to normal. I have been very concerned as as I know you have and you've talked about this. What we see happening in the country. I mean, we got a curfew in Ohio. So I, I said the other day, uh, I forget where it was, some interview. I said, you know, in Ohio you have to be in your home at ten. Uh, in Pennsylvania, when you're in your home, you have to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you don't have to wear a mask because you're not allowed to have people over. The fact that government is telling you those kind of things is is just flat out wrong. And and Americans understand it. And frankly, we're getting tired of it. I totally agree. Totally agree. And by the way, the curfew applies in the state of Ohio unless the Browns are playing in primetime like they are tonight. Then it's okay. It doesn't matter. You can go back whenever you want. So it just underscores the ignorance of the curfew. If it was that important and saved lives, then you don't make any, you don't make an exemption for football. Obviously, I want the yeah. exemption because I don't think there should be any curfew, but consistency is what is called for here, and it's not what Mike DeWine yeah. and the rest are delivering. Uh, Congressman, yeah. let me go back to what you just talked about, about going to January 6th. Now, the Electoral College votes today. Those yeah. votes need to be turned into the Senate uh, by the 23rd or on the 23rd. President Trump said if the Electoral College votes and gives the election to Joe Biden, he will concede if this vote today is then handed to the Senate in uh, on on the twenty third, that means President Trump will concede on Christmas Eve the twenty fourth. Um, should he? Look, I think we go to what what Justice former Justice Ginsburg said. Uh, she said the final determination of who wins the election is January sixth. She said that during the Bush v. Gore uh, 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 election issues in back in two thousand. So I'm with Justice Ginsburg on this one. I think the American people deserve a debate on the House floor. Again, we haven't been able the, the debates that that took place in the hearings in Pennsylvania and Michigan. The mainstream press didn't even cover it. If there's a debate on the House floor and there's a debate on the floor of the United States Senate regarding whether whether you're going to accept the results from certain states and, and the electors there, I think they'll cover that. And I think it's important when you have a third of the electorate, frankly, more than a third of the electorate who thinks the election was stolen. I think it's important that we show them all the evidence, show them all the facts and they have the debate. I think that is just good for the health, good for the, for the for, uh, health of our country and for our culture that, that we, we go through that. So I'm for having the debate. We're going to need a senator to object. I know there's members of the House who will object to certain states feeding the, uh, are, are accepting the electors. So we need we need to have that, and Justice Ginsburg agreed with it. Congressman Jim Jordan laying it out. Uh, the president's got precious little time left. Obviously, the 23rd yeah. is when the uh, archivist and the president of the Senate have to receive the electoral votes, and as you said, they are then then presented to that joint session on January 6th. Um, time is uh, time is running out, and the Supreme Court kicking the Texas lawsuit. Well, uh, that, uh, that's got to give us all reason to pause here. Uh, hopefully yeah. the fight uh, will be successful, but, boy, we're, we're, we're in an uphill battle right now. Congressman Jordan, yeah. you're fighting your hardest down there in Georgia for Leffler and Purdue. Thank you for doing that. Keep up the great work, sir. You bet. And we'll talk to Thank you again you. next week. Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. I'm going to ask you that last question I didn't have time for Congressman Jordan on, and that is, um, are you defeated? I don't like to admit defeat either, but I'm feeling very, very, very pessimistic about our chances once the Supreme Court kicked the Texas lawsuit joined by 17 other states. Um, I want to fight until there's no more fighting to be done, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's hard right now. It's very hard. 
Let's get your thoughts on that. We are guest free in hour number two, so get in line right now at 216-901-0945 on The Authority. <laughs> 